going on. And, you know, you trademark any mark that you're using in commerce to identify your goods or your services. So those things will be your name, your business name, your business logo, slogans that you may use, sounds that you may use. Those are, those are trade IP. And then your copyrights will be things that are created, original expressions of authorship. So, you know, it can be books, articles, blogs, posts that you even make on LinkedIn, right? Yeah. Are you protecting your business? Today's guest is Amanda Moncada Perkins, founding attorney and expert in teaching small business owners the elements of a great contract, why they need an NDA, and the know-how to ensure that their intellectual property is safe. So grab your cup of coffee, sit back, and spend this time with us today to learn what you need to do to protect your business. Welcome to the 15-ish Minute Coffee Chat live stream and podcast with Anna and Selena. That's 10 seasons of helping entrepreneurs and small business owners build more profitable businesses. Hi, you guys. I'm so sorry. My dog is super excited for today's combo, <laughs> probably because she heard us chatting with Amanda, which is why we started just a couple minutes late. She's fabulous and I'm excited. I am so excited for today's show. Like I forgot we weren't live. I know. You know what I mean, <laughs> I know we started asking all the questions and then we're like, we should maybe save these for when everybody is on and listening and available, right? To hear all the answers because we're going to make her repeat all this information. I know. It's super exciting. So I am going to pre-apologize. Again, my dog Coco might be part of today's show, but we're <laughs> going to try to contain that. Anna, let's jump into what's the call to action question we want to ask people to, uh, you know, share yeah, with us. So if, if you're on live right now, what we want to know from you is, are you currently protecting your business. And what we're talking about is, do you, have you had a lawyer or some legal entity look over your contracts, your non-disclosure forms, talk to you about trademark, talk to you about intellectual property? Like how well do you know that your business is protected? Drop it in the comments as we can continue this conversation today, because we're really interested to know how many small business and entrepreneurs are doing this currently. Right. I mean, I'm just I'm going to throw myself under the bus for just a minute. I am not doing this very well currently. So I am super excited to hear what Amanda has to say, because I feel like it's going to give me that burst of motivation that I need to get my butt moving on this. You know? Yeah, no, I agree. And, I, you know, we were talking with Amanda about how, like, it's an overwhelming process, right? No, yeah. you have not. I get it. Look, us too. I mean, I've had some of my stuff looked at. Hi, Nikita. Good morning. And I think, um, you know, and, and the one thing that I did say to Amanda is just like, you, you know, you get you get nervous because it's so there's so many things that you have to consider and think about, you know, and, you know, truth be told, financially, you, you're worried you're going to get like a million dollar invoice. But I, you know what Amanda had said to Anna and I, I was like, oh, it was like she said, breathe. Like, it's not like that. You know what I mean? So I, I'm going to just, no. we're going to. We could Are talk we, about what we talked about all day I know, long. I know, I know. We just bring her on yeah. and then let's so, get this show started. Yeah, so right? let me, I'm going to bring up her bio and then we're going to bring Amanda up so we, we can start the questions that we have for her today. So here is Amanda's bio. 
Amanda R. Moncada Perkins is a former second grade teacher turned attorney and negotiating phenom. Her experience ranges from closing multi-million dollar corporate deals to teaching seven-year-old children multiplication and division using oranges and apples in a classroom. She's proud of it all. She is also a Chicago native, wife of a humble writing genius and mother to a beautiful baby boy, an amazing human in training. She also served as an adjunct legal writing professor at DePaul Law, teaching future lawyers how to write excellent contracts and provide conscious counsel to their clients. Amanda also runs a business consulting practice where she empowers successful, ambitious, women-led companies around the country to improve their operations and systems to create sustainable and profitable businesses. I know. Uh, she's fabulous. I'm just Hi, dragging Amanda! her up. Great conversation in the back that I I'm like no she's like our bestie right like she's we're we're I know I know Amanda I it's a it's a very bold statement to say right we're only we're like, only high. Uh, we just met like 15 minutes ago but okay <laughs> no you know people when you see them right you know your people yes Yes. No. Nita, contracts are my best friend in business. Yes. Mm -hmm. I bet you Amanda is super excited to like know that that is coming. <laughs> okay. We're, uh, although I could do like small talk with you, I know that's not what everybody is here for. I want to just do our coffee cup selfie. If you have a mug of water, yes. we, we, this is what we love to do. I have that same mug, I think. Okay. On three, one, two, three. Okay. All right, let's let's move some squares around and we're going to get Amanda in the interview style and Anna. <laughs> yes. Let's do this. Let's start that first question. Okay, so as we all know, we're here to talk about contracts, NDAs, intellectual property, all the things. So we figured that we would start out with just the first very basic question. Why does every business need custom contracts, including an NDA? Yeah. So I liken this question to, you know, why we need a tailor-made garment, right? If we're going to a big event. So be that a tailor-made dress or a tailor-made suit. The idea is that you need something that is going to complement what your, your physique looks like, right? It, you know, protect your skin, make sure that it brings out the best in you and make sure that you are covered in the, in the places that you need to be covered. Right. And the same thing applies for your contracts. There are going, no, there are going to be things about your business. That's very unique from the next person. Even if you're in the same industry, no one does business just like you. No one creates the IP just the way you do it. And you do things differently. So you want to make sure that your contract allows for those things, right? So how you like to get paid or how you like to deliver your work or what kind of mediums you operate out of. But even more than that, you need to make sure that you are protected. So there are going to be laws that apply to specific states that differ depending on where you sit, right? So your contracts are actually governed by state law. So your contracts have to be modeled after or including those state laws and considerations for that state. And this is why I say off the rack options, whether it's a garment or your contract will actually not flatter you as much as you think it will. So you definitely want to keep into consideration 
the things that are specific to your business, the laws that are specific to your business and how you want to interact with your clients. And that's why you need to have a tailor-made contract. I just want to say, whoa, that one just kind of like made me understand why a custom contract, because you're right. Oh gosh. Okay. Go on. So this is what I envision she's talking. I'm envisioning the Janet Jackson, Brittany moment, right? Like the oops moment, the the, or the Janet Jackson oops moment, right? Like that's my contract right now. It's like, oops, that probably shouldn't have happened, right? <laughs> but what I heard you saying though, what I really loved is like, you're talking about it's governed by state law, all these different things. And in my head, I'm thinking, do I don't even really know those laws well enough to be able to know that I'm being protected in what I currently am sending out to my clients, right? And so right, that's a big deal. Right, right. And so you, and then there are certain things that you, state laws will require you to put in your contracts, right? Rather you're dealing with, so for example, if you're sending out an independent contractor agreement, each state handles that relationship differently, right? Mm. And so that you may have in say Missouri will differ than what it's what's required in Illinois or New York or California, which tends to be very strict in protecting their independent contractors. Okay. So you're, you're absolutely right. And then you asked me the part about the NDA. So an NDA is a non-disclosure agreement or AKA a confidentiality agreement. And for, you know, this is interesting. I tell all of my clients that one of the most important documents they need to have is an NDA. In fact, it's the gift that you get when you sign up for the newsletter, the first gift that you get. So there's a plug to sign up for the newsletter. We give out goodies all the time. But what, why is that important? It is one of the tools that's going to help you protect your, not only your confidential information, but also your intellectual property, right? Yeah. Because when you are sharing information with people that you're working with, or maybe it's your clients or a potential business partner, you have to open up and give them information, right? right. Well, you can dictate how you want that information handled and what are they allowed to share and what are they not allowed to share. And here's the other reason that you need an NDA. Courts like to see that you take serious the protection of your information if you want them to take it seriously too. Mm. That's a good point, right? Yeah. Like if you're flippant about it, why would they care, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's really important. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not going to, I'm a little nervous. I'm nervous now, like, but I, but I, I'm going to be empowered. No, no, no. It's a good nervous because it's like, you're okay. right. Like you have to take action. Like, you know what I mean? It's like when you know you're going to well, win the game with that last ball and you're like, if I get this three pointer, like we're going to win. Like we're going to, but yeah, you know? and knowledge is power. And that's what we're giving people today so that they mm -hmm. can start making decisions today going forward that are, that's going to protect them. So I have a quick question, a sub question now. This is what happens. This is why 15-ish minutes never actually becomes 15-ish minutes. But so you mentioned it's governed by state. Is this the state your business is set up in? Is it the state you're currently living in? Because we talk a lot, there's a lot of military spouse entrepreneurs or military veteran entrepreneurs that listen to this show. And, and and not even veteran, right? Active duty that are moving constantly. So does that mean their contracts have to change with every location that they end up in? So you, I mean, this, this gets to specific specificities here. And mm -hmm. I do have to make the disclaimer that I'm not giving legal advice on this podcast. Mm -hmm. We're talking generally. So this is general right. information, but 
really, so there are corporations that are or businesses that are headquartered wherever, right? And they do business in multiple states. I mean, I can't imagine, I don't even know many businesses anymore that don't do, that don't do things across state lines. We all do it, right? So it's going to be, where is your principal place of business? Where are you most often operating out of? Where are you sitting? Where's your, your, your entity formed? Okay. So you're definitely going to want to make sure that your contract is going to bring that state's law. But let's say that you are located, your business entity is located in one state, but you're doing a lot of business out of California or New York. I don't know why I keep saying California today, but or New York, right? Or Chicago for that, for that matter. You're going to want to make sure that wherever the bulk of that business activity is happening, that that's likely where you're going to want your contract governed. Now we're getting into some case law situations here. We call it in, in law, the nexus of your, your activities, right? Where are they closely tied? And so it sounds like for some of those entrepreneurs, it's going to be a case by case basis, determining where they are situated and where they're really operating out of. Yeah. Okay, so that's good uh, to know because yeah, I think you, you like know. you said, yeah, you need to talk about it so you are aware of what you need to do when what we call is PCS, right? When we are moving to the next duty station with our business, and it's a question we have in one of the groups that we're in that we're streaming into is when we're moving all these things of what I need to do with my business, you know, when we, when we move. So, yeah. Right. right. So, okay. So we're going to jump into the very next question. Cause I think that leads in what you're talking yeah. about will lead leads really well into that, but what parts of the contracts are must haves? And then before you answer this, I want to throw this up here because we had this come in through a question. What are some of the things you'd have in an NDA. So people are asking like, what are the specifics of things that you should be seeing in those contracts and NDAs that, that small business owners need to be putting in? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to try to loop in the NDA question to this current question about the parts of the contract that are must-haves. In fact, this is, I love this question so much because I am creating an entire webinar around this one question. And so we're going to talk about what are the must-have parts. And right now, I'm just going to give three, just three must-haves for your contracts. All right. Termination rights, okay? Intellectual property protections, clear payment terms, all right. And I'm going to go through those each. And there's one other, but I would not suggest that anybody kind of do this without an attorney. It would be indemnification. But I, I'll briefly just state indemnification is a provision that I see a lot in contracts. And it's essentially your agreement to reimburse the other party in your contract if somebody were to sue them for your bad actions, essentially. And, and that tends to be, again, it's very state specific and you want to tailor it just right. But I'm putting that out there, not that I'm going to talk about it that much, but I'm putting it out there because I want people to kind of be more aware of this provision because it's a sneaky provision. But okay, let's talk about the three termination rights, intellectual property protections and clear payment terms. I'm going to go through these backwards. So clear payment terms. I have something that's called the what, the who, what, when, where, how, and woe of contract payment terms. And what I mean by that is who's paying you? What are they paying you? How much? Be clear on that. When are you getting paid? Okay, clarity around that. Where are you getting paid? Through what medium are you getting paid? Or is it going to be direct? And that kind of that kind of connects with the how you're getting paid and then the woe. And what I mean by the woe is 
is there any way <laughs> that you won't get paid under this contract, right? So mm -hmm. for example, is there a termination fee? If you terminate early, do you have to pay, right? Or are, is the other party able to withhold money from you because they didn't like the work that you did, right? So the woes can be kind of sneaky too. So make sure that you're clear on payment terms. That's important. Intellectual property protections. Some, this kind of gets into the NDA question the person raised. When you, a lot of the time I work with service-based businesses. So we're delivering, you know, work product to a client. What I want to make sure is that we know what part of that work product does the client own and what part do you own, right? What part of your intellectual property remains your own and what are you giving over to the client? Okay. So you want to be clear about that because you never want a situation where your client thinks they own your IP and then they're out here and they're using it and without your consent or making money off of something that is actually yours. Okay. And then the last one is termination rights. If you don't remember anything that I said today, please remember to make sure that you have termination rights in your contract. What do I mean? Just like a relationship, which a business relationship is a relationship, you may want to get out of it. You may decide it's not working for you anymore. It's not serving you. Make sure you have a right to get out of your contract and not just for breach, if you're able to think about this, right? Not just because the other party's breaching, but because you simply don't want to be in that relationship anymore. It's called a termination for convenience, all right? Not every deal is going to allow you to do that, but I would say that is one of your first options. Always, always think about getting termination rights for convenience. Okay. Does that help? I, yeah. <laughs> yes. There's comments. Yes. Oh my gosh. This is great. Like, yes. Like this is. Okay. <laughs> I was like, that was very, such a lot. <laughs> very, very helpful. Yeah. Uh, right. Like I'm, I'm like already like going through like, oh my gosh, if Amanda's on my contract right now. I know. I know. I, know. I was you know. thing. My clients say that all the time. Like I, I have, they are like, I'm embarrassed to give you my contract, but I'm like, I'm the person you don't need to be embarrassed with, right? They're like, yeah. I'm the person that comes to help. I'm helping. So you need to yeah. just bear it all, bear it all to me. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Right. She's cool. I love that. I'm the cool friend that's here to help. Yes. I'm so no. glad. Yes. Okay. Look, I, I wanted to pull in a comment from somebody that had left a comment on LinkedIn before the show came in. And if you can answer it, great, because I'm like, I would love to know, but, and I'm going to just pull it up real quick. This oh, one no, from yeah. Liliana. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you protect your podcast content? Name a podcast. What What's your take on that? And because like I said, right, when, when this when we're done with this live, we do put it out as a podcast. How do how do we protect you and your voice on this content from getting stripped and utilized in places that we don't say yes to? I, I mean, I never thought about that until Liliana asked it. Yeah. So yeah. this gets to intellectual property because that's exactly what this podcast is. Right. And this podcast represents several components of intellectual property yeah. actually so let's break those down you have you have your trademarks going on here and then you also have copywritten material going on here too so let me take a step back <clears throat> when we think of intellectual property we typically th think of the big three four there are so many others but let's just name them you have your trademarks you have your copyrights you have your patents and you have what are called trade secrets Trade secrets tend to be those that you don't register, but you have to protect and keep a secret. And because once they're 
once they're out there, they're out there. So think of the Coca-Cola recipe for its soda, right? Um, but okay. <clears throat> so for this podcast, you have trademarks, you have copyrights going on and you know, you trademark any mark that you're using in commerce to identify your goods or your services. So those things will be your name, your business name, your business logo, slogans that you may use, sounds that you may use. Those are, those are trade IP. And then your copyrights will be things that are created, original expressions of authorship. So, you know, it can be books, articles, blogs, posts that you even make on LinkedIn, right? Yeah. The audio music. So the, the audio that we're creating here today, copyrightable material, and also scripts that you're using transcripts and those kinds of things. Now they need to be original. The bar of what original is, we can talk about another day yeah. and they need to be <clears throat> in a tangible form of expression, which we're doing right now by producing this out into the world. Right. right. So how do you protect that? Well, register your trademarks and register your copyright. And <clears throat> so for you, like, as I'm looking at this right now, you know, I see your logo, I see your mm -hmm. name, I see your taglines, right? And, mm -hmm. uh, and then also this video that we're creating right now, okay, which could be copywritten and also the audio behind it. So because it's going to be on your podcast, you won't see a video. So those are various ways that you can protect it. Now, a step above that, I will say something to just think about, I'm not saying you need to do this again, not legal advice, but releases, right? So when you do have your guests, your guests coming on, what does the podcast release look like, <clears throat> right? Mm -hmm. So that they're giving you license essentially to use their face and their name and their, their voice for purposes of your content. Okay. And so that's a, that they're giving you their likeness. And so how do you want to protect yourself using their likeness, right? Because some people mm. can be very picky about that kind of stuff. And and so I'll, I'll leave that there because I'm thinking about a situation no. in my mind. Where you... <laughs> no. Well, I'm also realizing we don't give releases, even though it's been on our, it's been on our minds, but you're I right. Know. I mean, uh, okay, just right here, if this is the only question for me, I, other than the termination, right? Termination thing for the contract. I think this was like, what? Oh man, this is you guys, this is why we had this conversation in the back saying like, sometimes we're nervous about pain, you know, but we said to Amanda, right? Like the after part, if you do not get the right legal advice or you do, you do not invest in yourself can be even more detrimental. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I feel, and I feel like intellectual property is one of those really difficult ones. There's a lot of creatives out there right now, yeah. right? A lot of people creating graphics and mm -hmm. images and, and, and content and whatnot. And so, and the internet is a free open source kind of place you can yeah. go and take whatever you need and reuse it how you want. And nobody really says much about it. Right. Or yeah. unless you're messing with a big company that's got lots of lawyers on retainer or whatever. But I do love what you're saying right now, because as a, as a business owner that does provide that creative content that would be con considered intellectual property and in that, mm -hmm. you know, that's not a tangible good in that sense. Yeah. You know, it is so important to stop and think about what you just said, as far as like, what am I giving to my client versus what is mine to keep? Right. Yeah. And I actually have come across that with some of the graphics, like they expected me to hand them the template or the, you know, the base templates where I'm like, no, you get the final graphic. 
you know, and then I had to go back through my contract and say, is that clear in my contract that this is mine yeah. and that's theirs? And if they want this, it's a completely separate price. pricing structure. Yeah. Yep. The whole entire thing changes in that way. So it is very like even just little tiny things like that. And a lot of times what I'm you don't know what you don't know. Right. So having even just a conversation with somebody like you, Amanda, who is versed and skilled in this area is going to start those balls rolling in terms of like, oh, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that. Because I'm sure, I mean, our question was going to be, and and just answering Liliana's comment kind of hit those points, but what are small business owners missing when it comes to protecting intellectual property, right? And you just listed off a bunch of them where yeah. I'm like, oh, a release form. Selena, we should probably do that. Yeah. No. I'll tell you what happened. We talked about that probably in season six and we're in season 10 now. And it <laughs> overwhelmed us because we were reading through it and then our bandwidth. And we said, let's just come back to this. And then it went under like, you know, let's just imagine a bunch of digital paperwork files, right? Thank mm -hmm. Moni. I know. Yeah. Amanda's amazing. And yeah, I, you know, yeah. there's something else that I was just considering as we're talking here, which is can't show as part of my, yeah, there's some things that I'm just thinking of right now, which are as it relates to IP and what, what business owners are probably not thinking about, or probably it's not on their radar, which is, you know, your logo, your name, right? Who owns that? <laughs> so let's, let's talk about that too. And, and let me say this for, even for the designers out here, um, let's talk about what, what a copyright means. We are all, we all, I can almost guarantee this almost. Okay. Asterisks there. I can almost guarantee this, that we're all owners of copyrights, right? We, the moment that we've created that original piece and have put it out there, whether it's to our client or have you, we own that. Right. And so what needs to, so the person that designed your logo owns that. Okay. So what, what does that mean? That means that it is a, it is abundantly important for our clients to make sure, or my clients and the people that you're working with too, to make sure that they're getting ownership after that design is done. <clears throat> if this person helped you create your name or helped you create your logo, one of the things that you need to make sure that you're doing is get a release or an assignment of ownership over to you so that you own that. And the person that created that logo for you does not own it anymore. Because technically speaking, they have copyright ownership to that. Okay. Ooh. So just wanted to wanted to put that out there too about the name. Yeah, because and that's because I mean, oh, honestly, that's one of the very first things we we kind of do with our business sometimes, right? Is we come up with a name and we we get a logo designed or we design it ourselves, but maybe we're using, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. You use Canva, but there are certain things in Canva that you have to be careful about because not everything is, can be trademarked or copyrighted, you know, with right. certain Canva elements. And no, I think that's, man, I don't know. I'm re I'm like ready to kind of like start doing something. Like I'm like, I'm a, I'm a stand <laughs> You know, <laughs> momentum know going. we're building momentum yes. here. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, Anna, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say like, so, okay. So we've asked all of the questions that we had like on our list. Right. But there's still so many swirling around my head and I, in my, and I'm thinking that clearly they're not going to all be sorted out in our conversation today, unfortunately. But if there was one thing that you would have a business owner 
stop and do like today, start the process today. Like, what would you say is like that number one thing that they really need to like, like, I know you, you were saying behind the scenes that you've got your list of top tens and another lawyer is going to have a different perspective on this possibly. Right. But in your mind for a small business owner that, you know, is, is, is looking at this and going, Oh, this is a lot. And I don't know where to start. What would you tell mm -hmm. them to do? first? Yeah, this is a, this is a good question. And let me think through it. I, I would say, <clears throat> I would say to the extent possible, try to form a legal entity for your business, because I know that there are a lot of people that operate as sole proprietors. And so I would say, think about forming a legal entity for your business. When it comes down to selecting the name for your business, please make sure that you do a search first, not just if the, if the name is available on the internet or if the name is available in your state, but is that name trademarked already? Okay. So I would think about that name. I would also say, make sure that you have your, a custom contract to protect yourself. And the reason I think this is so important going back to this is because a lot of the time we're signing other people's contracts to provide our services. These are our services, but I'll sign your contract. And why that matters is because when we receive their contract and we sign that contract, we, they're dictating the terms. All of the things that we said before, they're dictating them. And they're not writing that to your benefit as the service provider. So make sure you're a legal entity. Make sure you are careful about the selection of your name. Make sure you get yourself a custom contract. And I would start thinking also about trademarking as soon as you possibly can. Trademark your, your name, your logo, or what have you, so that you are just overall, somebody dropped in the USPTO. Yes, thank you for doing that, John. <laughs> I live on that website. Um, but, you know, and if I can make this shameless plug, truly find yourself a, an attorney that you feel comfortable with. That can be your go-to kind of, you know, enforcement, if you will, to help guide you along the way. So above all of that, maybe go talk to an attorney first. <laughs> yeah. No, Seriously. I, yeah. If like have the conversation, right? Like go start a conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. Like in my Absolutely. head, I'm thinking this is not the place where you want to be like, oh, I'll just do it and ask forgiveness later. Right? Like this is not what where you want to be implementing that mindset. Like this really has to be a forward thinking thing first. We have some questions in here about, wait, can I go back and secure ownership after the fact? Can I go back Absolutely. and change after the fact, right? Absolutely. So if you already have ownership or if you already have received your logo or what have you that someone designed, I would 1000% go back and try to get a release from them or an assignment of ownership from them. 100%. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Sounds good to yeah. know, right? Yeah. Like she says, go do it. Like yeah. don't be afraid yes. of asking the question, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, I'm yes. thinking about the person that made my logo. She makes thousands of them. Yeah, this is probably not something she's not. She's probably familiar with that process. And if some business owners don't ask, she probably just doesn't take the time or energy to make sure that we're doing what we need to protect our business. She, that's yeah. not her well, responsibility. No. Can I also share yeah. this little story? Yeah. So yeah. Nike, Nike, when it first started, oh so long ago, paid I think thirty. $50 or so to someone to design their swoosh 
symbol. And this was when no one knew who Nike was, right? Nike didn't, who cares? And, and then Nike becomes what Nike became. Okay. And that designer was like, oh no, you got to pay me more. Right. <laughs> and so, and so what does that mean? What that means is we don't know, like for most of us, I hope that we're thinking about our business in terms of abundance and growth opportunities and the things that it will afford us to do in this life, right? That we're not just like, you know, on a hamster wheel doing a thing, but we're actually creators. And so I hope that we all look at ourselves that way and that we will grow. And whatever growth looks like for you is what you should be after. And be mindful that the people that have helped you along the way, you want to protect yourself along with those relationships because you don't want somebody just out the woodworks coming back going, oh, I see you have a little success now, right? I still own the copyright to your logo or to that article I wrote on your behalf or that blog I wrote for you or what have you. Do you know what I mean? And so it's like, let's just, because one way or the other, we'll pay. We'll pay either on the front end or we'll pay on the back end. Okay. And so it's like, let's get, let's get ahead of it. I That's know what I'm doing right after this show. No, right. Right, right after this show. I, you, it's funny because when we started talking behind the scenes, I said, oh, this is going to be a post-it note show. One, <laughs> I'm going to have to scribble thoughts to myself. And what you just said, you're either going to pay on the front end or yeah. you're going to pay on the back end really hits home, right? Like, don't be afraid of making sure you're doing it right at the beginning. And then you don't have to worry about the back end. You're protected. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so good. I, I mean, okay, look, I want to be mindful of your time. I know. Even though I can ask a zillion questions. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to shuffle onto our toolkit, but you did say, look, I know I was like, what if you, oh wait, we've already asked her to say, what's one thing you would say as a parting part of the interview. But um, I, Amanda, I obviously, you know, this is, it is so important to start a conversation like this so business owners can really, like you said, protect themselves, like protect the business that they built, right? Passionately and it's a birth itself and they're so proud of it. And it's like, be the mama bear or papa bear to that business, right? And this should be something that everybody in some form or fashion, like, yeah, post a note <laughs> for sure. For sure, John. So thank you for just kind of allowing us to have that conversation today. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, and I, I, I do know that attorneys, we tend to be, or we get this, this reputation of, oh, it's all negative when you speak to an attorney. I do want to say that it's, it's not always that way. And, and that there are a lot of us out here that want to help and want to see you succeed and thrive. And one of the best ways to do that is to get ahead of it and make sure that you have somebody on your team that has your back and will give you the right information that you need. And this is power, right? Now, you know, a lot of stuff that maybe you hadn't known before, or maybe you just hadn't heard it in a while. And now it's like, you know what? And listen, the more serious you take your business, the same way other people respect you. Like you got to respect yeah. you first, right? You got to put right. those boundaries on, uh, for you first and then other mm -hmm. people will follow suit. Amanda, if you make a t-shirt with that on it, I will purchase it like tomorrow. <laughs> like make a t-shirt with that on it. I'm serious. Right. Like I will buy it. 
suit. She was talking about that tailored suit, right? Yes. Like if you look like a million bucks, people are going to take you like serious, like you're a million bucks, right? Yeah, like as opposed exactly. to if you look homeless, they're going to be like, I don't know that I want to do business with you. Right. No. <laughs> Oh, gosh. That's so funny. I mean, I just, I had a blast with the two of you. And similarly, I probably could have talked to you all day long, but we have stuff yeah. to do. But I, this has been the greatest start to the morning. Thank you so no, much. It is. Okay. So real quickly, I wanted to show everybody a little bit of what you need to have from Amanda as a toolkit. And we'll have her kind of share it real fast is we will have our blog link up and you're going to need to head over to Amanda's website. And this is our toolkit. I'll just let Amanda share a little bit about it. But also her newsletter, which I signed up for last week and it's gold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, please yeah. come over to the website, strategylaw.com. This non-legal strategy session is where I can work with you just to think through business thoughts and concerns that you're having. But we also provide trademark copyright services and we provide a contract negotiation and writing services as well. So sign up for the newsletter. We do drop yeah. a lot of good tips for our subscribers because we want to make sure that whether or not they hire us, they are thinking about ways to protect themselves. Yeah. And continue the conversation with Amanda. Why do you not want her in your like toolkit purse, whatever you want to call that metaphorical thing in um, your life? <laughs> yes. Just in your life, you know? All right. Amanda, tell everybody where you, where you are and how they can connect with you. Absolutely. So Strategy Law is the website, but I am most active on LinkedIn. I post practically like three days a week. You'll see a lot of content coming from me. So follow me on LinkedIn, or you can also go to Instagram. I'm a, at attorney Amanda Mancata on Instagram. You guys, easy. And then be like, I know you, I know you, right? So go <laughs> connect, go connect. Okay, Anna, what's our tip jar today? Our tip jar today comes from Carolyn Beasy, who is CPA, and you can find her at that at handle, CYBCPA. So Carolyn reminds us that about a first-time penalty abatement, which sounds super scary, but it's not. Just listen. Contrary to popular belief, the IRS is here to help you. I don't know if I believe that fully, but okay. <laughs> I mean, we're listening to Caroline today. If you've been fined due to failing to file a tax return, pay on time, and or deposit taxes when they are due, they are generally, generally willing to work with you to get your tax responsibilities sorted out. The FTA or the first time penalty abatement is a, is one program you may be able to use as kind of like a mulligan for tax errors. So <sighs> keep that in mind as you're moving yeah. forward. This is that moment where you're saying, oh, I wish that I had asked, you know, done this in advance. And now you're asking for forgiveness. This is that moment. Yeah. And reach out to Caroline if you need help sorting through that process. Yeah, we all need tax help and yes. bookkeeping help and all the things. <laughs> Anna, this is your your part. I, I love when you kind of sign us out and we get to love on our guests. And So next week, we just want to let everyone know that next week, our guest is Danielle Cooley. Danielle is going to be talking to us about user research and the importance of it and really getting to know your audience and what that means and what that looks like and how you can best do it so that when you are reaching out to them and then protecting yourself with a really great contract, you know who you're talking to, right? So join us next week, same time as always, Tuesday, 10 a.m. Central to speak with Danielle Cooley about user research. As always, you can find Anna and Selena on our website, 
on any podcast platform that you may wish to join for the 15-ish minute coffee chat. And then right here on LinkedIn, we love to connect with people on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, you know, all the places. We are all the places. Um, Amanda, we want to tell you thank you so much for this information. Like I, I do get nervous about legal stuff and I'm feeling inspired and motivated, right? Like I'm feeling ready to like, like, okay, I need to really take a serious look because I am a serious business, right? I mean, I put a lot of effort and work into this and you just reminded me of the importance of having that mindset and saying to myself that I am worth this. My business is worth this. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today, because I know that's super valuable and we are so grateful. So grateful. Yeah. Oh my so, goodness. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, this was also, thank you for that because that is music to my ears. It's, it's more than I need to get this done, but I'm worth getting this done. Right. I yes. love that. Thank you so and that, much. That's, that was good. truly my takeaway, right? That yeah. was my takeaway from what you were saying. It, it started with the tailored suit and went all the way down to, you know, like this, <laughs> this final words where I'm like, yeah. yes, I am worth a tailored suit. Yes. Yes, yes. you are. I love yes. that. Oh yes. my gosh. Another t-shirt. No, it's another t-shirt. I'm telling you, Amanda, (laughs) just open up a shop where we can like where we can go there. You know what I mean? And say exactly. Okay, I'll I'll think think about it. Okay, I'll think about it. In your busy life as an attorney, open up a retail shop. Who owns that intellectual property, (laughs) Selena? Because it might be us at this point. That is true. That is true. I'll release it to you. We can sign the release and assign the I'll sign the release, Anna. So we kind of screwed ourselves there. Amanda can get us. Like I think she's a lot smarter than we are. You know what I mean? Exactly. Thank you guys. Yes. Yeah, thank, thank you, you everyone for joining us today and for all the fantastic comments and questions yeah. and all of that. Thank yeah. you so much for joining us. Aloha. Ciao.